0: Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. Paul said it this way in Corinthians. He, he, you know, by the Spirit, he helps us to grow from one glory to another glory to another glory. So don't ever camp out on, on just one glory because know this, I've got room to grow. I've got room to, to catch on to some new things. You know, Thank God for every stage and enjoy where you're at but press on to grow even further. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we've been doing a series in Proverbs. How many like going through the Proverbs? I've seen this people saying, hey, I'm reading a proverb a day. You know, don't get under the law if you miss one. You know, don't beat yourself up and get under condemnation and walk around like Eeyore for a week or whatever. Don't do that. But, but, uh, but uh, you know what? It's a good goal. It's a good thing to, to dig in and, and, and you know, Proverbs is laid out in such a great way that you can read one every day. And, you know, some, some months, you know, you might double up at the end of the month, but whatever. Just kind of plow through it. I know somebody's been wondering this. Are they ever going to just do one on Proverbs 3, 5? You know, anybody, 5 and 6, you know? Happens to be my favorite proverb. Anybody else favorite proverb, 3, 5, and 6? Well, today's the day. You know, I thought Dana was going to go with it, you know, and and, and I thought surely, you know, she was kind of planning that way at one point, and she just switched everything at the last minute, went a different way. So I said, well, hey, I'm jumping in there. I'm going to go for it, and I promise I won't take your message, Stephen. How's that? (laughs) So let's just read this this morning. It says in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So the title of this today is is Lean to Your Heart. Lean to your heart. I remember as a new Christian, you know, back in 1977, and and I started going to a church, and I I had like one friend in the church, you know. And and I remember this guy called me up one one time, and, and, and I was at home, and he was just talking to me about the Bible. This was so strange to me. You've got to realize, this is like foreign ground to me. Somebody calling me on the phone and talking to me about the Bible. You know, usually they're talking to me about other things, you know. And this guy just, just blurted out this scripture, you know. He quoted this scripture, Proverbs 3, you know, 5 and 6. And, and I, I remember thinking, you're kidding there's stuff like that in the Bible? You're kidding, you know? I just didn't even, I was so ignorant. I didn't know that. I had to go get a Bible, my Bible, and, and I, I, I read those verses, and they just blew me away. I just thought they were so cool. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. You know that the Lord wants to direct your path this morning. He wants to direct your path from now. I mean, we're at a great point in life. Every one of us, I don't care how old you are, you're at a great point in life. You got the whole world open to you. You got the whole rest of your life open to you. God wants to direct your path. I want to say this this morning. God isn't through with any of you. He is not through with any of you. He has plans. He has purposes. And he wants to complete them in you. God is a completer. It's one thing to run a race, but it's a great thing to finish a course. To finish a course. God wants us, he's called us to be runners in the race, but he's called us to finish the course too. You know, the Apostle Paul said this at the end of his life. He says, I've run the race and I've finished the course. I've finished it. Some people get in the race and they're running full steam, but then they kind of live on the past glory. You know, they say, well, you know, that was great. That was great back then. Well, don't, you know, thank God for the back then, but thank God for right now too. And that, that God is real. God is in you. God wants to do things in you even now, even in the days ahead. Is that all right? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's exciting to be a Christian. Living your life as a Christian is a supernatural life. Supernatural life. You know, and we tell stories, you know, when we're preaching, which are real life. But I I love it that I get out and I hear some of you guys talk about what God has done in your life. I mean, it, it encourages me, and I, I, I hear the same things going on in me is going on in you guys, you know, that God is making things real, taking you by the hand, leading you, guiding you, using you in the gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit, you know, they're not just for Sundays. I don't see that in the Bible that says, you know, well, gifts of the Spirit, they'll operate on Sunday morning in the... no. They're for every day. They're for out there where the people are. You know, the gifts of the Spirit are for when you walk into Quick Trip with your, with your gas card that you bought in the foyer and, and you're buying a gallon of milk or something and God tells you, you know, something supernaturally and you say it to the person that's taking the money and, 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 and they go, wow, there's a God in heaven and He knows me. Those are, that's what gifts of the Spirit are, are really for, to operate in. Hallelujah. What was I talking about? Oh, just hearing people. I, I talked with Wanda a few weeks ago. If you guys have never talked to Wanda, you need to talk to her. She has got some treasures to share about how God has used her, you know, in, in her life. And, and he's still using her. Still using her. He's using us. Hallelujah. What am I saying? I'm saying this, that God has a plan for your life. You know, just to clarify, God has a plan. You are a treasure. He has unique purposes for you on the earth. But it's always up to us to follow his plan. Plans of God just don't happen because they're plans of God. You have to line yourself up with his plan. You have to choose to walk in his plan. And sometimes, you know, it's not just straightforward. You know, God has a plan for my life and as a human being, sometimes I have veered off to the right, and I have veered off. It's kind of like driving a car. You know, you, you guys, a lot of you drive cars. And, and um, you know, when you, before you ever drove a car, did you ever have this thought that you got in the car and if the road was straight, you know, you just held it in one position and you never moved? And how many know that's not true? That is, is when you drive a car, you know, you're constantly like steering the wheel, you know, watching out for deer running across the road in front of you, or bear if you're living by our house, or, you know, know, just things that happen, you know, the driver in front of you, and you're having to, and just the wind, you know? I mean, you're always kind of going, "Eh," you know, like that. Life's like that. You're always having to kind of steer it back into the center of God's will. You have to do that, though. God won't do it for you. God will, will, this is something about God, you need to know. He will not make you do his will. He will not make you do his will. He gives you the choice to follow him. I I know, because I ran from his will, you know, the first 21 years of my life. I ran from it. I knew there was a God, and I, 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 I even believed that Jesus, you know, was Lord, but man, I didn't want to follow him. I wanted to do my own thing and, and run my own way. I wanted, I wanted to have some fun, you know, that's what I thought. And I didn't realize that the most fun you could ever have would be following the plan of God for your life. I didn't realize that that's where you know, the voids get filled. I didn't realize that that's where satisfaction came in. I thought all fun was all out here, you know? La la land. But real fun, real adventure, you know, is stepping into the plan of God. So it says here to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Notice he didn't say with all your head. He said with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. As you're walking through life as a believer, the way that God will lead you in this life is from the inside. And I know this is strange for for all of us, because before you get saved, and and the way the whole world operates, they operate from up here. They operate from, from headquarters between their ears, okay? But God's ways are different than man's ways God's ways are different than the world's way God's ways are that he leads you from this place on the inside and just for a word we're gonna call it our heart okay I could I might it's your spirit it's the real you you know it's the man on the inside it's the hidden man it's the unseen man all those terms are used in the Bible I'm just going to, for simple, you know, we could dissect the heart and all this, but today I'm just going to call it our heart. In Proverbs, you know, it was real basic. He said this. He said, this is wisdom. We talk about wisdom for life. Solomon said this. Solomon was the man that, that, you know, people from all over came to Solomon to hear the wisdom that flowed out of his mouth, you know? Queens, kings, they, they came in to, to just listen to this man. And here we've got words recorded by him, and this is what he said. He said, trust the Lord with your whole heart. Let your heart get involved with God's plan for your life. Trust him, and don't lean to your own understanding. You know, we have understanding. We have heads. We have thinkers, you know. And, and sometimes our thinkers are on overdrive, and we've, we've put a muffle on our heart. We've said down, down. Hey, this is this is going, man. It's humming. You know, it's kind of like the sound when your wheels are out of balance. My car in the winter, if I get sludge built up in the the, the wheel, you know, it makes this this terrible noise as you're going. I, at first, when it happened, I thought I thought my whole car was falling apart, and I drove right to the dealer. And I said, Ah, oh, there's this noise, and the faster I go, it goes. And he looked at me and he laughed. He got a garden hose out in the dealership, in the garage part. And he just (laughs) washed my wheels. He says, there, that'll do it. I was off center. I was off balance. I was leaning the wrong way. And it made this. It's kind of what it's like when you follow your head. You're all off balance. And the faster you go, it goes. And you think, oh, I'm falling apart. Ah!" Solomon says, don't lean to your head. Don't lean to your own understanding. Lean to your heart. Trust God with all of your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Following God is like this too. You don't always see the end. I never see the end. (laughs) I mean, I get a glimpse of it. But you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't have the whole picture put together. Sometimes people have thought there's something wrong with them. Because they just don't know the whole plan of God for their life. You know, I remember, you know, as a young Christian, you know, thinking, what in the world, you know? Most of the time, I was pretty happy. Uh, Most of the time, I'm still pretty happy. But, you know, sometimes pressures will come on you and demands will come on you. Time is staring you in the face. What am I going to do? What am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? We're going to trust God. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Sometimes, I hate to blow your image if you thought I was really spiritual, but sometimes I'm following God and it's almost unconscious. It seems like I'm really smart. I'm not that smart. But just unconsciously, I fall into that place and God's directing me. You know, that's what Proverbs 3, 6 says. Acknowledge Him all the time and He'll direct your path. He'll direct you. Sometimes when you feel the least spiritual, God is directing you on the inside and you're just not you're just kind of just walking along and you think you think you're you're minding your own business and the whole time you're 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 accomplishing kingdom business now i don't get me wrong i love it when i know i'm just doing you know sometimes you ever have this happen something comes to you so strong on the inside that you know you've got to do it you know that this is God talking to you. I mean, you don't even care if it thundered from a cloud or whatever. You knew it was God. I like those times, too. I like those times, too. Those are fun to walk out. But it's not always like that. Sometimes it's real quiet. Sometimes it's real subtle. And sometimes you've got to be just just yielded to that part of you and follow it. Okay? I, you know, if I had my way, you know, and how many know I'm not God? But if I had my way, you know, it would always be this thunderous thing on the inside where, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's it, isn't it, God? We're going. Let's do some stuff. Let's kick some butt. Yeah. Whew. But he doesn't do that all the time. Sometimes it's just like I've got to trust him. I've got to walk on and just believe that, that He's guiding my steps. He's directing my path. Sometimes it doesn't look like it. Sometimes it doesn't look like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing right, but I'm, I'm following Him. I'm trusting Him. You ever had those times? You ever wondered, man, what in the world am I doing? But you know what? You're doing your best to follow Him. Well, you're not alone, okay? You're not alone, and don't give up. Don't give up on the dreams God's put in your heart alright I better keep moving Ephesians 5 uh, I'm going to read this in verse 14 it says awake thou that sleepest to rise from the dead and Christ will give you light Christ will give you light God's man he's a God of light he wants you to walk in the light what I'm saying though I'm, I'm not telling you know, and what I was saying before I'm not saying we're walking around in the dark what I'm saying is sometimes the light that God gives me is the light to take that next step. You take that step, it's kind of like Jeff Reese yesterday. Tanya got married. Jeff's so cool. You know, he's trying to do things right. we're Marsha was working with him Friday night. He says, all right, so I'm going to walk her in. i take a step. Stop. <laughs> take a step. I'm going to stop. He's just wanting to do it to the beat. And then he was listening for... Uh, what song was going to be playing. I said, I know what you're doing, Jeff. You're trying to get your moves down, aren't you? You're just trying to get the beat right down this. You're just grooving down that aisle. Yeah, I know. But, but you know, sometimes when you're just walking with God, many times for me, you know the next step to take. You know the next step to take. And as you take the next step in the plan of God, then the next step becomes clear. You can't see the next step until you take this step, huh, did you ever walk by a flashlight? You know, when I lived in Haiti, the first years I lived in Haiti, I always made sure I had a flashlight. And to be honest, that's how they always know you're a missionary, is because you're carrying a flashlight when you're walking down a goat path in the night. You know, because somehow they don't need flashlights. I don't know what this is, but they'd say, oh, here comes the missionary. He's got his light out. You know, but, but, you know, lights don't illuminate the hills around you, and they don't illuminate the, the end of the path, but they show you enough light to take that next step. And you keep that light on you, and you keep from walking off the side of the mountain, which is always a good thing, okay? Um, yeah, amen. So where are we? Ephesians 5 here, it says, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. God don't want us to be foolish. He wants to be wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Verse 17, again, he says, Wherefore, be not unwise, unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Here's what I wanted to tell you this morning. God's not trying to keep His will from you. Did you hear me? God's not trying to hide things from you. Sometimes He'll hide things for you. Okay? Okay. He's not trying to make this something where, oh, you know, I'm just going to not reveal my will. No, he wants to give you the plan. He wants to show you. The other thing is, is it never ends. Once you get to this place that we back there called there, there's more places to go that are out ahead. Okay? It never ends. You know, just some people would say, oh, you know. Again, I remember a time when I lived in Haiti. and, And this was back even before I married Dana and I was living down in Haiti. And we had this team come down from Washington State. I always remember this team. They were so wild. You know, they were out to cast out devils. That's when we were visiting all the, you know, John Morrow stuff. You know, they were, we, were, we we're you know, going to voodoo temples and confronting the witch doctors and all that. I was like, yeah, it's cool, cool stuff, yeah. But anyway, there's one guy on the team, you know, he was, he, he was a new believer, but uh, had, had come out of Satanism, actually, and was serving God now. And I remember he was just kind of walked up to me in the the yard one day. You It used to be a yard, now it's cement. But we were standing in the yard. He goes, wow, it must just be great to know the will of God for your life. And right away I looked at him and I says, hey, just because I'm a missionary serving God in Haiti doesn't know I know the whole plan. God's got more for me ahead. And you're always seeking him for the next step. Huh. I think he just wants us to always trust him. He always wants us to keep our heart hooked up with heaven because that's how life flows. All right, I got tons of scriptures here that I'm not going to read. If you ever want, I'll give you my notes. Uh, I'm going to give you five things to develop your spirit. But let me read this, Proverbs 18. I can't skip over any of my Proverbs scriptures because this is Proverbs, right? All right. I'm going to give you two scriptures in Proverbs that I almost skipped over. Proverbs 20, 27, it says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The living Bible said a man's conscience is the Lord's searchlight, exposing the hidden motives. I like the one in King James too, though. It says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The candle of the Lord. What does a candle do? Well, it'd be, in our day, it would be like a flashlight. Well, actually, in our day, it would be like your cell phone. How many use your cell phone as a flashlight? You know, you pull it out and... and they always go off then, you know, you click them again. Well, the, 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 the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Here's the deal. God gives you Direction. The way God gives you direction is in your spirit, okay? He leads you and he guides you by your spirit. So you know what? As a a believer, again, that instant change happens, but the transforming change is, is to learn to listen to your heart. You could say this, and I will. Your heart is smart, okay? Your heart is smart, and you need. I need to. You need to learn to listen to your heart. Proverbs eighteen fourteen is a great scripture. It says this that the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. So here's here's what I'll tell you. You want my my expounding on this scripture here. Uh, the spirit of man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear you know as you walk through life whether you're full of the word whether you're listening to your heart or whether you're following your flesh you're going to have challenges okay you're going to have things confront you in this world that are not good and pleasant but you see what if you can learn to listen to your heart your, your spirit will guide you your spirit will get you through the tough times your spirit will show you the steps to take but I'm telling you what, if you cripple that, that lifeline, Proverbs says this, man, who can bear that? Who can bear that? Either way, you're going to have, you and I are both going to have challenges to face. But what the wisdom of Proverbs here, the wisdom of the Holy Ghost, the wisdom of heaven is saying, is keep your spirit strong. Keep your spirit hooked up because he can guide you through anything. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here's five things you can do to develop your spirit. Now, these aren't things that you're going to go home this afternoon. Well, let's see. I've got four done. Okay, I'm going to get five done before I go to bed. I'll be set. Yeah. No, these are things you work on your whole life. These are things that nobody's perfected. Okay? There's times in my life I've had a handle on them, but then I I slip up and I have to come back and I go, yeah, because it's a lifelong thing while we're here on earth, you know, that we're developing, we're growing. And God works with us. First one is is be a meditator in the Word. You want to really develop your spirit. You want to learn to listen to your heart. Become a meditator in the Word. I'll give you Scripture, Psalm one, um, verses one through three. Says this: Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but is delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. That guy's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that'll bring forth fruit in his season, and uh, his leaf will not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. How many think verse 3 sounds like a good goal? You know, but like a tree planted by the rivers of water that's going to bring forth fruit in its season? Leaf not withering, whatever he does will prosper. I like it. Yeah, that's what I want. How do you get there? Verses 1 and 2. Don't listen to your head. Listen to your heart. Meditate in the Word day and night, and you'll become that. You'll become the verse 3. How do you meditate? Well, I'm not going to spend the whole service talking about how to meditate. Don't get all mental about it. Meditating is just fooling around with the Word. Meditating is having a time where you just take the Word and you talk to God about it. You know, uh, you you, you fellowship with God around His Word. doesn't mean you have to read 10 chapters tomorrow. Go ahead if you want to. It won't hurt you. But that's not really meditating. It would almost be impossible to meditate in 10 chapters in a day. You ever go to a buffet and eat everything on the menu? I hope not. I did have a friend that had the power team in, and they took them to a buffet. And the manager came out after the second day and said, don't bring them back again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everything. No, I'm not the power team. I'm not Jacobs or whatever that guy is. Um, but, uh, but you know what? Take a verse or two. Meditate it. Talk to God about it. Let it register in your heart. You know, say some things about it. Me- one thing meditation is, without going into any more definition, meditating is putting the word in your mouth. Okay? You can't really meditate without speaking. And if you looked it up in the Hebrew you know, and, and saw what these words were, the, the definition of the word alone has to do with you speaking the word. Uh, Number two is practice the word. You know, James tells us to be doers of the word, not hearers, because if you're just a hearer of the word, you deceive yourself. So as you meditate in that word, allow that word to be the guide of your life. As you see things, you're not responsible for everything in the word, but you do need to practice what you know. Now, practicing the word does not mean you feel like Superman. It doesn't mean, yeah, I've got 58 goosebumps. I'm going out. I'm going to do the word. No, it means you do what you know the word says, even when you don't feel like it. Some of the most powerful times of practicing the word are when you don't feel like practicing the word. But make it a habit. You know, practice the word. What am I talking about? I'm talking about developing your spiritual life, developing your spirit. Number three sounds real similar, but it's this, give the word first place. Don't be like, well, when all else fails, and I joke about that sometimes. You know, you've heard me tell stories where Dane and I are walking in, in some crisis, and she says, well, well." she doesn't call me pastor at home. and uh, You know, you want to call me Paul, pastor, shooter, any of those things, pretty much I'll, I'll answer to them. You know, but, but when we're going through something, and Dana will look at me, and she'll say, Well, Pastor, I know what's coming. She'll say, Looks like you better practice what you preach. And usually I'll say, Oh, my God, has it come to that? You know? <laughs> but um, that's kind of the opposite of what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> just being honest with you. But give the word first place. Give the word. Make a practice of of yielding to the word, you know, before anything else. You know, let that be, you know. Before you run to the doctor, pray. Before you you, uh, seek advice somewhere else, pray. Ask God. Yield to the word. If you know what the word says, do it. Put it first. Number four, spend time praying. Spend time in prayer. What's prayer? Prayer isn't some religious thing. Prayer is talking to God. Can I be even more specific? I mean, any kind of prayer is good to spend with God, but I'll tell you this, it'd be great to spend time praying in tongues. If you want my advice, there you have it. You know, probably I probably pray in tongues more than I pray any other way. You know, of course, if, I, if I'm praying at a, at a, like yesterday, I was at the wedding and they asked me to pray for the, the, <laughs> the meal. You know, I didn't take the mic and get up and, you know, who shot the pecan down out of the tree? Or I didn't say any of that, okay? I didn't pray in tongues because, hey, that's not going to benefit them. But if I'm just alone, I'm in my car, or I'm praying at, at, at home, usually I pray in tongues because it builds me up. It charges me up. Again, what are we talking about? Developing our spirit. Spending time with God, praying will develop your spirit. It'll, it'll sharpen you. Praying in tongues is a good way to do that. And if you don't pray in tongues... I tell you what, you just talk to us. You talk to us. Usually every Sunday, I, I, I say, "Go see Rob and Liz." They're sitting right there. Those those guys are animals. No, <laughs> they will guide you through the Word. <laughs> They'll guide you through the Word, just like someone has done for every one of us. I'm, I thank God somebody took time with me and explained some things. Didn't mean you know I was an on fire Christian. Right from the get-go, man, I decided when I got saved. I thought about getting saved for a while before I, I actually went forward and prayed and asked Jesus in my heart. Didn't just spontaneously do it out of the moment. I thought about it, and I knew if I was going to go for it, I was going to go for it 100%. You know, that's you know, some people make a decision later. I made it before I ever walked down the aisle and asked, you know, prayed or whatever. But I was on fire, and I was getting people saved and everything before I was ever baptized in the Holy Ghost and prayed in tongues. But I'll tell you what, it was a great benefit to me. You know? and it, was, it was great that somebody took time and, and shared with me how to do that. It doesn't mean you're not a good Christian. It doesn't mean you're not you know, on fire or anything. But I'll tell you what, we're always growing. And if you, if you want anybody ever, Paul said this. He says, if I pray in an unknown tongue, he said, it's my spirit praying. My understanding is unfruitful. Another, one version said it this way. "He says, my head has nothing to do with it. That alone will tell you something. You want to activate your spirit. You want to learn to sharpen it. You want to trust in your heart. Lean to your heart. Spend time praying. Specifically, I would encourage you to pray in tongues. I'd, I'd go every, I wouldn't go a day without praying in tongues if I were you. I'd do it every day. doesn't mean you're more righteous. doesn't mean you're more holy, but it helps you. It's something to help you. When we get to heaven, glory to God. You know, heaven's a real place. I know people that are living there now. They're more alive than they were here on the earth. They're living there, they're enjoying things. I tell you what, uh, if they could come back for a moment, they'd blow our minds, telling us things that was going on. You know, but when we get to heaven, we won't, we won't have to pray in tongues. Why is that? Because we're not on this earth. We're not dealing with the devil. We're not walking around with this, this earth that's got this cloud over it. And we'll be just living life. It'll be cool. <laughs> don't get me going. So anyway, spend time praying. Number five, last one. Learn this. And again, hey, I have not perfected this, but I'm working towards it. I'm working at it. Sometimes I'm really good at it for a season, but then I, I, I miss it. But don't. So I'm telling you that. So you don't have unrealistic expectations that, hey, I've arrived. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're all, we're all putting these pieces together and, 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 and working at it. But here's the deal. Number five is learn to instantly obey your spirit. Learn to instantly. When I've been in times of, of uh, mental torment, you know, like, like what I think of usually is, is, is like, you know, maybe the kids have been out and it's past the time they should have been home and the streets are slippery and parents, you know what I'm talking about? I've learned to do this. I always ask my heart. I'll say, all right, are they okay? God, are they all right? Is everything cool? And he'll tell me all the time. He'll always tell me right away. He'll give me a, 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 either an alarm to pray or I'll have a peace. Now, just because I got a piece on the inside doesn't take care of my head. My head can go nuts if I let it. But what am I saying? Learn to instantly obey your heart. God will train you. And you know what? Sometimes when you miss it, it can be more of a lesson than when you do it right. But He's training us for service. He's training us for the harvest. He's training us for kingdom business. You know, following your heart isn't a selfish thing. It's a way to be used mightily in the kingdom of God. I don't have all the answers. He does. But I'll tell you what, he'll give me the answers when I need them. One scripture. Yeah, one. Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six. He said this, prophesying of the day you and I live in. He said, a new heart will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. I'll take away the stony heart of your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. We're living in this day. He's put a new spirit in us. The way he'll lead us and the way Solomon said to have success in life is to lean to your heart. Lean to your heart, not to your head. Lean to your heart. Listen to your heart because it's got valuable information. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit LibertyChristianCenter.org.